Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one, the trailer of the Deep Waters podcast. My name is Benjamin Olson. And my name is Jace Langley. This is very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to see what the Lord wants to do using this platform. We feel the Holy Spirit leading us into this podcast platform, and we're just going to follow the Lord and see where it goes. Yeah, and this is a um, podcast from Riverhouse Church. It's true. Riverhouse yes. Church in Boise, Idaho. In Boise, Idaho. Um, Benjamin Olson is my name. Like I said, I'm a part of the teaching team at Riverhouse. And I, yeah, I help people understand what it means to be Christian and how to read the Bible. And I also preach to junior hires and high schoolers on a regular basis. That's and he's my role. really good at it. He's really good at it. Oh, you're kind. <laughs> um, my, again, my name is Jace Langley and I am the connections coordinator here at River House. Yeah, come on. So my role is getting people plugged in uh, to all that River House has to offer. And so I just feel like this is a good place to get plugged in and find some answers and discipleship here at River House. Uh, amen. So with <laughs> that, um, we're just going to dive in and start talking about why we're even doing this podcast and what it's going to look like. Yeah. Sound good? Keeping it pretty cash. We're just keeping it casual. Yeah. Both Jace and I have tea. Mm -hmm. If you, listener, wherever you are today, would like to partake of some tea with us, mm -hmm. we encourage you to do just so. Just give this a little pause and come right back. <laughs> I'm drinking peppermint tea. What are you drinking? I'm licorice Jace? spice. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm 80 years old. It's exotic. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so... The goal of this podcast is to create resources where we as a congregation can explore different topics together as a community. So um, what we're going to be studying is going to change in every season based off of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our church at any given season. So say like we want to dive into some theological questions because we feel like there are a lot of questions in the church around, say, speaking in tongues, then this could be a platform where we'll just ask questions and interview people about what the gift of tongues is and, yeah, how we express that gift here at Riverhouse. Yeah, I think the plan is for this podcast to be in all kinds of forms between interview style to just a bunch of people around a table discussing different things. And I think this will be a really great supplement as well just a resource for anyone like that has these different kinds of questions but especially here at Riverhouse Church. Amen. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, that's so good. Uh Yeah, just like Jay said, this podcast is going to take different forms depending on what we're talking about. Sometimes it might just be a few different people on microphones sharing their testimonies about any given thing like we could talk about overseas missions and have a handful of people here sharing their experience abroad. Um, other times it might look more like teaching where we're unpacking something in, I don't know, Jesus is teaching on the end times, for example, and we're kind of talking through different theological questions and biblical perspectives on things. Other times it'll look like an interview. Maybe we'll have a cool guest speaker at church for whatever reason and we'll invite them to be a part of our podcast so i think it'll take a bunch of different forms but whatever we're doing we'll try and be as fluid as the holy spirit would like us to be 
um, in submission. It's so good to his leader. As more of a theologically lay person, I'm really excited about this podcast because I know I'm not going to be on all of them. So I'm really excited to listen to them, <laughs> and I think it's gonna it's gonna be so good. So for today's podcast, just to get things rolling, we want to talk a little bit about what Riverhouse Church is, what we believe, what is in our DNA that makes us uniquely Riverhouse, so that um, for those of you who might be new to the church or for those of you who are just listening along for whatever reason, because you stumbled upon our content, um, so that you can know a little bit more about us. I think that'd be really good. That'd be good, right? Yeah. And we all come from different church backgrounds. Uh, like, what's your church background, Jace? I uh, I actually grew up in a lo- local church here um, of the Nazarene denomination. Mm. So a bit more conservative, a lot less Holy Spirit manifesting. And those are all things that I really had to learn and start to understand when I came to River House. Um, but I'm, I feel like I've got a lot of resource here at the church. And now I want to kind of share some of that with the listeners. And, and I hope this podcast does that. Where, what church background did you come from? That's great. Uh, I, I came from a mix of all kinds of different church backgrounds. I was baptized as an infant in a Lutheran church. Do you remember I, it? I don't remember it at all. I was two <laughs> months old. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. Carry on. Yeah. It was November 27th. Oh, wow. 1994. Specific. It was two months and 10 days after I was born. Wow. We love the, the Lutherans. And, and, you know, maybe pop, baptism is something that we talk about. Oh, yeah, because there's all kinds of forms. Yeah, and Riverhouse doesn't mm-hmm. practice youth, infant baptism. No, yeah, that's but, a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still let me hang around, though. That's, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like grew up in a Presbyterian church. I went to college at a Presbyterian university. Uh, I was a part of a Methodist youth group. So a lot of mainline wow. churches yeah. growing up. The whole smorgasbord. Yeah, the smorgasbord is exactly right. <laughs> That's so good. I, I also went to a non-denominational community church mm-hmm. that had Baptist vibes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So you've gotten the whole mix. Yeah. That's I would, great. I would say that my youth pastor, amazing man, was maybe kind of fundamentalist in his mm-hmm. approach to scripture, which is really different than the Presbyterian approach. Oh, so yeah. I had seen a lot of things, but I hadn't seen much of the charismatic Holy Spirit move of God mm-hmm. until coming to River House. How would you describe River House when it comes to like denomination? That's great. Yeah. So we're a Christian church mm-hmm. that is not affiliated with any denomination. Um, that being said, I think we seek to be a church that is inclusive of all Christians that abide by like the central tenets of what it means to be a Christian Mm-hmm. which maybe we'll unpack what it means to be a Christian in a later podcast. That'd totally. be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, but yeah, I would say maybe something that defines Riverhouse is that we seek to be what we call a word and spirit church. That's language that we use a lot. Word and spirit meaning we are people who uh, want to be grounded in scripture and abide by the teachings of the Lord all throughout the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and... Um, while we're grounded in scripture, we also want to be mm, like freely bending to the will of the Holy Spirit in our midst, following his guidance and everything that we 
say and do and teach. And sometimes I think the American church has found that a a really biblically grounded church tends to not have as much movement of the Holy Spirit at the forefront of their mind. Mm -hmm. And the inverse is also true. Sometimes a church that really chases after the things of the Holy Spirit tends to not be as grounded in scripture. Um, Not a critique. It's a broad stroke generalization, but that's just kind of how it is a little bit. I think it's just how it shakes out. I've really enjoyed that balance being at River House because I haven't seen that in a lot of places. I think it is mm. something that is more unique about River House. And it's really beautiful to see the word side of the church and the spirit side of the church not only like get along, but also challenge each other. I think that's been, mm. there's that tension that um, Pastor Jordan always talks about between word and spirit. And it really is a tension. But I think at River House, we're, we're finding that balance well. That's good. I, I hope so. I definitely know as someone who came from a mainline, uh, theologically heavy, biblical church background, sometimes I come to River House and it doesn't feel like there's nearly as much word as there is spirit. Yeah. And I wonder if that's more my experience because yeah. the spirit feels so new mm-hmm. um, within the last few years. Totally. At least. And, yeah. and I wonder if there are people on the opposite side of that situation that feel like we talk about the Bible a lot because they come from churches that didn't ever mention scripture. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like as someone who interacts with a lot of new people, I've, I've seen both sides of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen um, people that are wanting more of that like free flow, worship time, ministry time, and other people that are like, this is way more than I've ever had. You know, normally it's a very set schedule, but something about River House is that we have these hour-long worship times, and if you want to dig into the Word during that, like you can, and like there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes we... Whoops. (laughs) That was probably good. I wasn't sure where I was going with that one. So we can leave that one off. Great. Cut that bit. Um, But we should go into... Yeah. Continuationist. Yeah. So another aspect of being a word and spirit church, specifically how we seek to practice it at River House is um, that we call ourselves continuationist, which if you don't know... no idea what that means. (laughs) That's a big word. (laughs) The opposite of continuationist is cessationist. Did that help you at all, Jace? No, that made it even more confusing. <laughs> so uh, the cessationist belief... They love sensations? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, is that what they love? It's a great guess. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Cessationist comes from the word cease, meaning that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased expression or manifestation in the church today. Oh, wow. So people who believe in cessationism believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit were something that uh, only existed for the early church and sort of died off when the apostles and the early church generation passed away. Continuationists like us believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still expressed today. And when I say gifts of the Holy Spirit, I mean healing, speaking in tongues, speaking words of prophecy and words of knowledge. Um, as well as some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that look more natural, like administration and teaching and mercy. All of these gifts are outlined in the New Testament, especially Mm -hmm. in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. 
and Romans 12. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, so anyway, we could go into that more at depth, but I'll just leave it at that to say that Riverhouse believes in the practice of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Paul even says in 1 Corinthians 14 that we should earnestly seek the gifts of the Spirit, particularly prophecy. Yeah so that um, we can use those gifts to receive the blessings of the Lord for us and be edified. That's so good. It's good, right? I love that. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are something that people will experience a lot when they attend River House, but um, it's definitely not the only aspect of River House. Jace, you want to tell them about the three pillars? Yeah, for sure. The three pillars of River House are prayer, family, and mission. We seek to be and to build a house for the Lord um, through our prayer sets, our Sunday services. And we kind of consider that like a a vertical space. And there's been a lot of exciting things happening in that realm right now where we are just seeing a lot more freedom for longer worship sets, for more expanded prayer times, and we're seeing this expand into our house churches. So it's all really, really exciting. But we also have two other pillars, too, that are incredibly important. And the next one being family, we have house churches, we have um, all of our youth and young adult and kids ministries, all geared toward developing healthy and whole families. And then last but not least, we have mission. And we have a sister organization called River House Global that works in Southeast Asia and we also do some local outreach here, but we think that it's, it's almost in my head and you can correct me sure. a bit progressive where we spend time with Jesus and then we, mm-hmm. um, practice being more like him, uh, through our house churches and through discipleship. And then we go out and sorry, I just copied Bridgetown church right there and do what we did. I did not mean to do that. That's good. I didn't even notice. <laughs> um, another great church, Bridgetown. We'll plug them right now. But um, <laughs> We love Bridgetown. Yes. Yeah, so I, I've always pictured that way because for a while I was actually over some of the local missions with Riverhouse Global and really loved that before I transitioned into this position. But I think if we can really thrive in each of those three pillars, it's going to really be a full expression mm. and a healthy expression of the church, which sometimes we see churches really dive into one of these. And mm. so it's always trying to find that balance. That's good. That's really good. I'm thinking about even the great commandments that show up in the Old Testament, but that Jesus calls to mind um, when I think it's in, I forget where, in Mark chapter 14 or something, where one of the scribes asks Jesus what the most significant law mm-hmm. is or how you could sum up the old testament and he says yeah. to love the lord your god with all your heart mind and strength and then to love your neighbor as yourself quoting yeah. deuteronomy and then leviticus and um i feel like we're we're really chasing after what it looks like to love the lord in prayer and worship and um to really find our primary nourishment mm. there in his presence. That's so good. And then to take that vertical place into our horizontal lives because God created us as communal relational beings um to to be in family but in literal biological families and then also yeah. in like the family of Christ that mm-hmm. we are all brothers and sisters of one another in the in the body believers. And then to be sent out into the world, like the Great Commission, Jesus calls us to. 
That's so good. So anyway, not to reiterate everything you just said. No, you reiterated it way better than I could have. No. (laughs) And dear listeners, you'll realize that Benjamin Olsen here is one of the most eloquent speakers in the world. (laughs) So that's a common theme. And I'm really excited to be able to hear more of him teaching. He has such a strong teaching gift. And so I'm just honored to be sitting here right now. This is pretty cool. I'm humbled. (laughs) Um, One thing that some people have a hard time with is when they come to River House, we have a lot of, I don't, jargon is a bit rude of a word, sure. but like a lot of words that I didn't know about when I, when we came here, um, whether that's grace or anointing or the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, but one that we run into a lot is we talk about the fivefold ministry and a little bit like the three pillars of trying to balance um, these different aspects. Can you kind of go into what's fivefold ministry look like and how does it create a healthy church? That's great. Yes. Um, this language was also new to me before coming to River House, but it's not uniquely at River House. Um, this is language that's used in other churches, such as Bethel Church in Redding, California. Um, but it comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, if you want to look it up, where Paul is explaining to the church in Ephesus that there are different um, gifts some might say offices or Mm -hmm. anointings that are given to different members of the church, all for the sake of encouraging and building up the body of believers. Um, There are five of them. That's why we call it the five fold ministry Mm -hmm. and the five different gifts that Christ brings to the church to help unify us are the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor or the shepherd and the teacher. So, so good. um, we could unpack those five probably for a long time. We'll probably do a podcast on each. Maybe, maybe we will. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. But just so that you listeners know, moving forward, if you haven't heard that language before, when we talk about the five fold ministry, what we're talking about is a holistic approach to ministering, um, in a church today by calling on all of the gifts that the Lord has given different leaders. So if all we were was a church led by prophets, we would really probably be attuned to the leading of the Holy Spirit, but we Mm -hmm. might not be sensitive to the needs of the congregation like a pastor would bring in um, to the mix. And we also might not be as grounded in dogmatic theology and the teachings of scripture like a teacher would bring in. Myself, I nerd out on stuff like that. So um, to be holistic as a church, we believe that you have to have all of these gifts mm-hmm. um, expressed in leadership. And each one is beautiful in its own right. Like a church full of prophets would still be a beautiful expression of God, oh, yeah. just not the complete kind of well-rounded community that mm-hmm. is great for flourishing and becoming the most like Jesus because he... he himself had all these gifts. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just yeah. said that and I wasn't sure if that was true. No, you're right. Wow. That's... Jesus called, or Jesus's followers called him rabbi. Jesus is so cool. He was certainly a prophet. He was yeah. absolutely an apostle. Mm. Praise God. Uh, if, if there <laughs> isn't evangelism found in Jesus, I don't know. But yeah, yeah uh, certainly. Uh, no, all five. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's good. Totally. Um, and not to say that we can't thrive in multiple or true have experiences in both it's not like you can't get a prophetic word as a teacher you know that's not what we're saying at all right yeah right that's good yeah you're not honed into any particular one but 
Um, we, I think we tend to find that the Lord has gifted people, Mm -hmm. um, in different ways. And this is helpful language to figure out how to articulate that. Yeah. We believe it happened back in the church of Ephesus and we believe that it's happening here still. Yeah. Continuationist. There you go. It's continuing. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully that's helpful language if you haven't heard of that. And, uh, just to finish off our podcast today, we want to talk a little bit about where the name river house comes from. Oh yeah. Is it because there's a river in Boise? And uh, we all live in houses. We all live in houses. Except so. for those of us who might not live in houses. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that didn't really hold up very well. Um, Shoot. Well, that's all for today. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, why don't, you, why don't you touch on where the name River House comes from? Yeah, you know, I joined the church after the name was, was I don't know, given to the yeah. leadership by the Lord. Uh, you did too, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. So neither of us were actually there for the divine moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, it comes from a prophecy of Ezekiel, an Old Testament prophet, um, specifically chapter 47. Ezekiel sees this vision of the temple, which is the place where God's presence dwelt on earth. I'm going to go into teaching mode here for uh, a second. I was just going to ask you to do so. So that's <laughs> so exciting. Buckle up. Um So Ezekiel is seeing a vision of the temple where God's presence dwells um, and there's a trickle that is coming from the altar at the temple of of water, a trickle of water, and it runs to the east towards the Dead Sea. And um, Ezekiel is taken further away from the temple and every measure that he goes further away from the temple, the trickle turns into a stream that turns into a river that turns into a deep raging river. And wow. every, um, everywhere this water flows, it brings life and healing and there are trees growing on either side of it and there's fruit and the leaves are for healing. And it even prophesies that, um, the water will flow into the dead sea, which is, if you don't know, a totally salty, dead body of water there's nothing can live in the dead sea um over in israel yeah um but in ezekiel's prophecy the river that flows from the temple ultimately ends in the dead sea and brings life to the dead sea which is just this beautiful image of god's presence flowing from the temple and getting deeper and wider and more rich the further it gets and Anyway, we could unpack that for a long time yeah. and what's what's all going on with the different images and symbolism. But uh, suffice it to say that we seek to be a house or a body uh, at, in our church that, that flows from the presence of God into yeah. the world to bring the living water by the grace of Jesus yes. everywhere we go. That's so good. And with us to bring healing and restoration. Yes. Life. Yeah, life. Yeah. Because totally. that's what Jesus does everywhere he goes. He brings life. He turns what looks like it couldn't be more dead into life. Yeah. Um, and he has done that for each of us. And through us, we believe he will continue to do that in our city and in the world. Yeah. That's so good. I, yeah, our, our tagline for a long time has been in Boise as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a mark of a thriving community is not only the personal transformation of the Christians, but also that 
the, their neighbors and the city is also being transformed mm. um, and seeing the glory of God. So that is our prayer for not only the Boise area, but the Treasure Valley and Idaho specifically. So because that's where we're planted. And I just, that's I right. want to see Boise as it is in heaven. Amen. It's the Lord's prayer right there. Yeah, so, so good. In our own context as it is in the kingdom. So well, anyway, should we wrap up? And that, yes, that suffices. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that concludes where we were headed for today. So, what does suffice mean? Um, how do you define the word suffice? <laughs> so you caught me off guard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on a great question like yeah, that. Shoot. Save just, it for next just time. Ponder it. I'm sure we could come up with a definition right now. I use it all the time. It's okay. <laughs> I just put you on the spot. I shouldn't have done oh, that. That's so fun. Um, no, but that concludes our episode for today. Just the introduction to what will hopefully be a great journey of good conversation and um, digging into important things here in our local body and in the church at large. So thank you for joining us and stay tuned for everything that the Holy Spirit has yet for us to yeah. unpack. So good. Please feel free to join us at church um, on Sundays at 4 p.m. And our services are live streamed as well. Um, we have a our services podcast you can check out or follow us on Instagram. Check out our website, riverhouseministries.com. So a lot of ways to get plugged in. That's my that's my connections coordinator coming out. But yeah, this has been so exciting. I'm excited to see where this goes. Good. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing today, we just pray the Lord's blessing over you. Mm. Um, may you learn how to love him with your whole being more and so that you can look like him and so that he can pour through you into the world. Amen. Wow. That's a nice little benediction. That was great. Good. Amen. Until next week. Yes. <laughs>